So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. Um, Yeah, it's crazy, actually. The day this episode comes out, I'm going to be on a plane going to America and, um, yeah, doing another, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff out there, Um, getting some business coaching, attending a a, a mastermind retreat kind of event, and uh, having a private dinner. With, uh, with some clients and possibly some listeners, uh, depending on who's responded. Um, if you're interested, you can reach out. We might still have a spot left that's going to be in Austin, Texas tomorrow, that Saturday, November 27th. Uh, you can email us, podcast at sathiasam.com, and, uh, and we can see if maybe we can squeeze you in for one more seat. Um, but I'm really excited to talk to you about today's subject, and, um, and I think I'm just going to jump right in. I don't think there's anything else really to talk about. Um, we are talking about why shamelessness is a futile endeavor. And I have to give some thanks to Andrew Bauman for this idea. And um, his interview is going to air next week on the podcast. And he said something really profound that, um, you know, has just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, when somebody says something, they, they sort of articulate this thing you've thought, but you've never really been able to articulate it yourself and suddenly they say it and you're like, yes, that's the thing. Th- thank you. It was one of the, those moments for me and I didn't even get a chance to express that in the interview because he just kind of said it in the middle of a whole bunch of other stuff that we were talking about. But I made a note of it and I was like, okay, this has to be an episode because um, yeah, it's just it, it's such a big deal. Now, here's why this is a big deal. Because if you kind of get into the porn addiction recovery space, and actually, like, not just porn addiction, but any kind of addiction, and really, if you get into any space that's around sexual health, sexual integrity, uh, sexual wholeness, at some point, the subject of shame is going to come up. And when people talk about shame, you know, it's, it's always about kind of... Um, Learning to love yourself, learning to accept yourself, um, learning to feel comfortable in your own skin. That's sort of the antidote to shame, isn't it? It's, it's breaking out of this thing that says, if you're seen, you'll be rejected. Who you are is not enough. So that, that's what shame says. And, and learning to kind of become free of shame is learning to love yourself despite your flaws. It's learning to experience connection in the midst of imperfection. And it really is... Um, I would say a critical part of success in life and certainly any kind of freedom from pornography. So we want to get free of shame. Now, Andrew made this distinction between shamelessness and being unashamed. And it was so profound to me that I, I myself was really struck by it. And, and really, it was a cause for introspection. Like, I just began to think like, hey, yeah, am I... Am I shameless or am I unashamed? Like, what's, what's my play here? And, um, and I wanted to issue the same challenge to you. So I'm going to break down the two terms and the kind of concepts around them. And then 
uh, we'll talk a little bit about maybe some questions that you can ask yourself to kind of evaluate where you are in this area of overcoming shame and, you know, really learning to live a shame-free life. So I think for me, shamelessness is, is actually not as healthy as it may sound. Because you might hear that term and say, well, you know, Sathya, like being shameless, that, that's the goal. We want to be free of shame, so we want to be shameless. But, you know, it's interesting. I had a friend in, in high school growing up, and we, we knew him to be a shameless individual. And actually, when we would talk about him, we would often just comment like, this guy is completely shameless. And what we meant by that was that he was willing to do things that none of us would dare do. He, he was willing to push the bounds. He would, he would say things that, that we would never say. He would do things we would never do, but we kind of got entertainment out of it. You know, we were just a bunch of high school punks, and that was just sort of the modus operandi of our friend circle. Uh, whether that was healthy or not, I'll let you be the judge. Uh, I don't think it was, but I, I guess the point is like, in that context, being shameless was sort of like, you know, actually the fact that you don't feel anything about what you're doing is really not healthy. It's, it's really actually not quite right. There's something a little bit off here because I think you would actually make better decisions if you were experiencing some, some shame, if you would let yourself feel the shame. Now, I, I want to be really clear. One, one of my big proponents, and, and I'm Oh, it just, it infuriates me actually when I hear people say shame on you. That is the worst thing you could ever say to someone. And I, um, I just simply do not tolerate that statement. Like there's no appropriate place to say shame on you, to kind of speak shame over somebody. So if you're a parent, especially make sure you don't say that to your kids. If you're a teacher, don't say that to your students. Um, there's no, there's no appropriate place to say shame on you. And so when I'm not suggesting that, you know, my friend who we termed shameless, I'm not saying like, oh, it would have been better if he felt ashamed of what he did. I guess what I'm trying to suggest is that shamelessness is not the goal because shamelessness will actually drive us to do behaviors that are totally inappropriate. And that is not the goal. We are not trying to become shameless because if you are shameless, it could just be that you are calloused and numb enough that you do not fear the, the, the repercussions or ramifications of your decisions. And that is a very dangerous place to be. And that's why shamelessness is a futile endeavor. You know, I listened to a podcast recently. I, I've talked about this before. And somebody was sharing about how they are uh, a born-again believer. They love Jesus. They profess to be a Christian but they are single and they sleep around all the time and they think it's a totally acceptable way to go about being single until you're married, until they find the right person. And their reason is that they don't feel any guilt or shame around their decision. And I was baffled when I heard that. I'm not going to get on my soapbox uh, again, but that is a textbook example of somebody who has become shameless but they have not necessarily become unashamed. So I hope you see the difference. Shamelessness will actually enable bad behavior. But unashamed living or an unashamed person will make good decisions out of that place where they are free of shame. 
So I, I guess maybe a better way to say it is that to be free of shame is not to be shameless, it is to be unashamed. <laughs> I know this is getting complicated, isn't it? To be, uh, to be free of shame is not to be shameless, it is to be unashamed. To be unashamed is to learn to love yourself despite your perfections. To be unashamed is to understand who you are, strengths and weaknesses. And it is to reach a place of acceptance. So it, it, it doesn't deny the shortcomings. It doesn't deny the pitfalls and the previous mistakes. Being unashamed says, this is me. This is my past. Here are some of my weaknesses and some of my flaws. Here are some of my insecurities. And I accept all of it. I, I am loved. I'm worthy of love despite these issues. To be unashamed says, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to clean up these areas and become more lovable. To be unashamed simply says, who I am is enough, period. Now, let's translate this into a porn addiction recovery context. You see, you could actually become shameless. And if you became shameless about your sexual misbehavior... As I said before, that could lead to actually more sexual misbehavior. It's just that you don't feel bad about it. That, uh, that of course, is possible. But the other side of it is that you actually stop the sexual misbehavior and you continue to be shameless, but you have no joy in the process. See, shamelessness, it, it, it means that you have basically had to numb yourself to the harsher realities of your situation and possibly of who you are. And in numbing yourself, you have prevented yourself from experiencing the discomfort and the pain. But of course, those same avenues are also responsible for our feelings of joy. So if you are shameless about your recovery, you may engage in sexual misbehavior and not feel bad, or you may not engage in sexual misbehavior, but have no joy in the process. That's the problem. To be unashamed in a recovery context actually means that you acknowledge your sexual brokenness, you identify the areas where you are um, coming up short, where you're in need of the grace and the mercy of God. You accept them for what they are, not because you can give yourself the love you deserve, but because God gives you the love you deserve. To be unashamed in a recovery context means that you do not hold your past mistakes against yourself. You don't have to repair them. You don't have to, uh, sorry, let me, let me uh, say that differently. You don't, have to, um, you don't have to go and rewrite them or you don't have to go and try to reverse them, but rather you accept them for what they are. You heal from them. You learn from them. There might be some repair where you're maybe doing some, some trauma counseling, that kind of thing, and that might be some rewriting. But what I mean is that you are not remorseful and constantly living under the baggage of your shame to, to be uh, of your past rather to be unashamed means in a recovery context it means that you accept your past for what it is you see the value in in some of the insights it offers for you to heal and to learn and to grow and to be unashamed means that you are willing to make adjustments along the way to love yourself and to vow to improve every day until you're making better decisions and better choices that's the goal. That's what we're really after here. And when you live unashamed, 
you do make better decisions, you have healthier relationships, your quality of life improves, and your appetite for lust of the flesh, like pornography and masturbation and other sexual misbehavior, starts to diminish. So being unashamed is the goal. We do not want to become shameless. We want to become unashamed. I, um, I, I just interviewed a, a couple for the podcast. Uh, it's going to be coming out um, middle of December. And uh, their names are Hayden and Savannah Paul. Uh, amazing couple. And man, I can't wait to share this episode with you. We had so much fun. We were laughing uh, at one point. And uh, you'll find out more about that later on why. Um, but it was, a, it was a fun episode. And they were sharing a little bit about how the subject of pornography came up when they were dating because um, he was still recovering and, and she you know, didn't really know his situation because they were only on a couple of dates at the time. And um, somehow the subject of, of porn came up and um, she had a previous uh, relationship where the guy struggled and um, his struggle really impacted how uh, he treated her and um, it was really bad. It was, it was uh, really traumatic. And, um, and so the subject had came up and, and she had basically asked, so like, have you struggled with it or what do you think about it or something like that? And he just outright said, um, yeah, I've had, a, I've had a really bad history with it. Um, I've made more progress recently than I ever have before. I'm still working on it. I actually attend a 12-step a, a group and, um, and I'm, I'm working really hard to, you know, to get porn- pornography out of my life. And um, actually, the, the reason it came up, sorry, I, I got a detail wrong, and obviously you'll get a better story when the episode comes out, but um, the reason it came up was because she wanted to hang out Thursday night, and he said, actually, I can't hang out Thursday night, I attend a 12-step group um, for SA because I have a porn addiction and I'm working through it. So he just laid it all out on the table. That is a great example of somebody who is unashamed. They're, they're open about the struggle, they're, they're completely transparent, they're not beating themselves up about it. They're not presenting it like you should reject me or woe is me or whatever. There's, there's no fear there. He is unashamed because he's accepted his situation. He's in control of the situation, even though he's still maybe not fully healed. He has taken control and he knows that as this path continues, he will eventually find freedom. And that's what he did. And now they have you know a podcast and they help other guys and girls get free of pornography. And it's really cool. It's an amazing story and we'll get into all of it. But all of it is to say is when you are unashamed, there is this bold authenticity that marks that characteristic. That's how you know somebody is unashamed. They, they have bold authenticity. Somebody who is shameless, they'll have a hard time talking about themselves. You, you can poke around and when you start to dig at it, eventually you'll get a guard. You'll get something. But to be truly unashamed to be completely free of the shame of sexual misbehavior, it requires that unconditional acceptance of self. And I believe that is only attainable by experiencing the unconditional love of God. So let me give you some questions, as I promised, uh, some things that you can ask yourself of whether or not you're walking in shamelessness or whether you are actually unashamed. Number one is, how comfortable are you sharing about your past? How comfortable are you sharing about your past? That's going to indicate, like if, like I said, if you can talk about your past pretty comfortably, pretty openly, um, and you can talk about it with love and with grace and with compassion, um, that's actually a pretty good indicator of feeling unashamed. But, you know, if you have to sort of sugarcoat it 
if um, you can't really fully divulge because um, these fears come up and you don't really want to go there, there's a discomfort, that might be more shamelessness. Um, question number two, do, who do you credit for being shame-free? Who do you credit for being shame-free? If you accredit yourself for being shame-free, you are likely shameless. If you credit God for being shame-free, then you're likely unashamed. Because to be truly unashamed, you must understand that you could not have done it on your own. That it was actually God who set you free. And I don't just mean that you profess it. I don't just mean that you think it cerebrally in your mind. I mean that in your core being, at your heart of hearts, you actually know and believe that God is the only way that you could become free of shame. And the last question, whether or not you are living, or whether you are rather uh, living shameless with, uh, with shamelessness or unashamed, the last question is simply this. When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Are you able to look at yourself in the eyes and smile and, and, and actually stay in that gaze for a while? Or when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you, do you have to look down? Do you feel the discomfort? That's a pretty good indicator of whether or not we're dealing with uh, true freedom from shame, which is being unashamed, or whether it's shamelessness and maybe there's still some more work that needs to be done. Hey, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to dig deeper into this subject uh, and you really want to get rid of the shame that comes with porn addiction once and for all, I want to encourage you to reach out. Uh, I set aside time in my calendar every single week to speak with you guys who are interested in our program, who are really serious about committing to a system that's going to help them overcome their obstacles and experience true freedom and true success in their sexual integrity in their sexual lives. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you can book a time. The link is in our show notes, but really you just go to sathiasam.com, click on the coaching button, follow the prompts to book a time in my calendar, and, um, and you'll be on your way. Uh, and I want to thank you guys just so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for those of you who are leaving comments, ratings, reviews. All of those things help so much. And I, it would just mean the world to me if you'd continue to do so. And if you haven't left one already, you found some value from what we're doing here. Um, it would just mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds out of your day and just wrote two sentences about what you like about the podcast. Give it a, uh, a five-star review, four-star. You can give it a one-star if you don't like it. Um, but, you know, I hope you give it a nice rating. Give it a review. And that really helps us get the word out. And it lets people know when they see the podcast, hey, this is actually valuable content. This isn't some schmuck just um, giving, giving his two cents on a couple of random thoughts around sexuality. Um, this is actually some value here and some substance because there's, there's a lot of podcasts out there in this arena that, um, you know, they, they have weird approaches. We'll just put it that way. So um, you leaving reviews just lets people know this is actually legitimate content that's going to help. So uh, thanks in advance for doing that. Have an amazing weekend, guys. I'm cheering you on and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. 
we create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests, where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. 